welcome to the Get to the Point podcast, a podcast for busy women who want to have real conversations about fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but without rambling or wasting time. Let's get to the point. Hey guys, what's up? It's Leslie Ann here. I am your host of the Get to the Point podcast. And in this episode, episode eight, we are going to talk about what moves the dial when it comes to training for body change. So this is something I get asked about a lot. And we're currently in um, kind of the middle of one of my programs, Fat Loss Lifestyle School. And this week, we're starting to incorporate workouts. So I am definitely getting a lot of questions from them and from really just women everywhere on social media, on email, because there's a lot of confusion around exercise. And there are so many mixed messages out there. And now I think we have more options than we've ever had for exercise. We could join a gym and work out on our own on the gym floor. We could have a gym membership and maybe just do group exercise classes. Or we could kind of be a part of this new boutique fitness studio trend where we're doing things like Orange Theory or Pure Bar or Bar 3. I mean, gosh, there's a million little studios out there. Um, There's CrossFit. There's what else? Um, You could just train in your house, in your garage with, you know, some minimal equipment that you've kind of put together in your home gym. There are so many ways now for us to get our bodies moving, to sweat, and to do it in a really fun, creative way. But I think there's a downside to this. I think a lot of us have kind of gotten away from doing what moves the dial, and we're just doing stuff. We're doing a lot of stuff, but it's not really moving us closer to our goals. So what I want to do in this episode is kind of block out for you three main categories of training, and then I'll share with you how I've started to cycle my training um, throughout the week, and it's a way that I learned from a personal trainer that I worked with probably... Um, It's been like last year now, I guess, but ever since he kind of um, introduced me to this schedule of training, it has just opened up so much freedom and I'm now able to to stay with the schedule and be consistent without being rigid and without trying to cram everything into a certain number of days each week. So that's what we'll cover at the end of the episode. But first of all, let's talk about what moves the dial for body change for women. Um, because you got to remember, girls, we are not dudes. We're not just small versions of dudes. We can't train the way they do. We can't eat the way they do. Um, we have to do things a little bit differently. And um, I think this episode and all of my podcasts, really, um, I want to be really clear who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about. I'm talking about body shape change, fat loss. So getting off the excess unwanted body fat and building and maintaining lean muscle. And that doesn't mean bodybuilding. That doesn't mean we're turning into like these super muscular, um, you know, female bodybuilders with bulging muscles and veins on our bodies. That is not what I mean at all. This is really for women who want that lean, toned, athletic, strong looking body, no matter how old they are, because our bodies are going to change. Like if you're in your 30s, you're never going to go back and look you know, the same way that you did when you were 21. But you can work with what you have now and still have a pretty banging body if you make the right things a priority and get your ducks in a row with how you train. So that's who I'm talking to here and what I'm talking about. 
all forms of exercise are healthy. All forms of exercise can be good. Um, you are free to enjoy and love any type of movement that feels good in your body. But there are certain things we should probably do more of if we want to change the shape of our body. And certain things that they might be fun, we might love them, we may be good at them, but they're just not having the desired effect. They're not changing the shape of our body and helping us get leaner and, you know, more toned and more athletic looking. So first of all, this is probably not going to surprise you, but the first thing we need to make a priority for female body shape change is resistance training. Hitting the weights. (laughs) And that does not have to mean you know, we're going to CrossFit and we're slamming huge barbells and lifting hundreds of pounds over our heads. That's not what it means at all. Um, there, you know, if that's your thing, fine, but it's not really necessary just to change the shape of your body. So what I'm talking about here is probably a little more of what you think of in terms of like bodybuilding, that old school sets and reps, doing basic compound movements like squats, deadlifts, presses, pulls. And then maybe rounding out the workout with some isolation work for the smaller muscles in your biceps, triceps, shoulders, abs, whatever you kind of want to dial it on. But really making those big compound lifts the priority and making sure that we are doing those correctly and that we are challenging ourselves. So our bodies adapt. That's how they get stronger. That's how they build lean muscle. And the thing you need to remember with resistance training is that in order for the body to get stronger, you have to send the message to the muscles that they need to adapt. You have to give them some some force. You have to give them some resistance in order to get them to grow and to get stronger and, and for your body to lay down new muscle tissue. So um, I think a really good way to know if the weight that you are lifting is enough is once you get to the end of a set, especially if it's your second or third or fourth set, um, by the time you've done about seven or eight reps, you're starting to feel like, okay, I have maybe two or three more left and that's all I can do. And for most women, they simply aren't pushing themselves to that point. They are playing it safe. They are lifting the same weight they've been lifting for years. I would see this all the time in my classes when I taught um, body pump at a big gym. Um, Women that I've been seeing week after week after week who never added weight Um, and they wondered then like why their body wasn't changing and why they weren't seeing any change in you know their muscle definition it's because you're not making your muscles work hard enough so you got to give them a little bit of force you got to give them a little bit of resistance if you want them to change and grow and this is the best way like hands down no question the best way to get your body shape to change is to train with weights two to three times a week on non-consecutive days. So whatever that looks like for you, space it out and make sure that you're not training the same muscle two days in a row because muscle needs to recover. It needs time after you train it for it to repair and rebuild. So if you're just doing like heavy squats two days back to back, you're not really doing yourself any favors. You're kind of just tearing down, tearing down and Your form is probably going to go out the window. There's a higher likelihood you're going to get injured and you're just not doing any, doing yourselves any favors. So this is where a good personal trainer comes in, or, you know, maybe you find someone online that has really great programming that you can follow. If you don't know how to set your own workouts up, once you get on the weight room floor, then I highly recommend seeking out a qualified, smart personal trainer to do that for you. 
that way you don't get to the gym and you're just standing there staring at the at the gym floor like, uh, what do I do today? Uh, I guess I'll go over here. Uh, I guess I'll go over here. There actually is a method to strength training and to how you kind of sequence the exercises. And I will tell you as well, there's a great online program that I've personally been doing for the last couple months. Um, it's a guy based out of San Francisco. His name is Noah, and he has a great app called Priority Strength. And you can find his um, info on Instagram. It's Priority Strength. If you can't find him, message me and I'll make sure you get connected. But it's the most amazing app, and it has instructional videos, tells you how many sets to do, how many reps. You can save the amount of weight that you lift each time. So you can kind of track your progress and be like, oh, I, I added five pounds this week or I added 10 pounds from where I started a month ago. Cool. So you can see your progress. And this is going to make sure that you're hitting those big compound movements. You're, you're getting a little bit of that kind of smaller muscle group isolation work. And you just have a really smart, balanced training program. So you're not in the gym futzing around, wasting time, and not knowing what to do. The beautiful thing about resistance training when done correctly and when done the way that I'm talking about here is you are not going to leave the gym feeling smashed. You should walk out of the gym feeling really good, like you probably could have kept going. That's the sweet spot. You feel really strong, you feel really good in your workout, but you leave the gym feeling even better than when you walked in. You're not walking out feeling like you got hit by a truck. And that's something that took me a long time to wrap my brain around because in my mind, if I wasn't walking out of the gym drenched in sweat, like someone please bring me a wheelchair, I can barely walk, which is how I would feel sometimes after like doing two group fitness classes back to back or doing an hour long group fitness class and then lifting weights on my own, like total insanity, total overkill. And I felt like crap walking out of the gym. And for the rest of the day, it was just like I was worthless. Like I just wanted to lay on the couch and bleh because I, I killed myself at the gym. So if that's how your training feels, just know that that doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's right. That's not really a sign that you worked hard. It's probably a sign that you overdid it. So um, a really good, smart, well-programmed resistance training program. You should be walking out of the gym feeling good. You might be a little sore the next day or two, um, and you can get these workouts done in, honestly, I would say around 45 minutes. You don't have to live in the gym. The other thing I will say about resistance training before we move on and talk about um, low-intensity exercise and moderate-intensity exercise, um, the thing you need to know about resistance training is that there are a lot of things out there that say they are resistance training that really aren't. So one principle you need to understand for your, your weight training and strength training is progressive overload. Doing the same thing enough so that you create that tension in the muscle. And that's what I'm saying by like sets and reps. Three to four sets, eight to 12 reps. A little bit of rest in between, repeat, do it again, all right, until you finish your sets or finish that exercise. Um, what a lot of people are doing is they're, they're doing these boot camp type workouts in their gym or at a studio or in a local park with some trainer. And they're doing like, they've got stations and they rotate every minute or whatever. And it's kind of like a human circus workout. They're not doing any one movement with enough resistance. And they're not doing it enough. They're not doing enough sets and they're not doing enough reps to actually get the right response in the body. 
If you want to change the shape of your body, you need to stop thinking about calories. Just because you walk out of a boot camp and your shirt is sho- you soaked in sweat and, oh, my, my Fitbit says I burned 600 calories, that doesn't mean that the shape of your body is going to change. Think about weight training as, you know, it's kind of like a sculptor. It's kind of like molding clay and and building a sculpture. That's what weight training does is it builds shape. And boot camps and circus workouts and functional training does not achieve the same thing that progressive overload and um, sets and reps with barbells, dumbbells, body weight, kettlebells, etc. It's not going to achieve the same thing. And you know this if you've been doing a boot camp with a personal trainer for the last six months and you are no stronger, you have no more muscle definition, and you still aren't you know, hitting the basic movements like squats, deadlifts, presses, and pulls with enough resistance. So if you're doing you know, one-legged squats while, um, you know, balancing on a BOSU ball or you're doing battle ropes or running down an agility, agility ladder. These are pointless exercises. They really are. Unless you are training for a circus, there's no point in doing these exercises if you want to change the shape of your body. So if you have a trainer that's putting you through a human circus workout that might be better suited for a border collie, You need to fire your trainer and you need to go find someone that knows what they're doing so that your money and time is actually getting you closer to your goals and you're not just spinning your wheels, standing on BOSU balls and doing battle ropes and running around through agility ladders. All right. I think I've made myself clear there. Whew. Sorry. I get a little fired up because there's a lot of people out there doing circus workouts. (laughs) They just don't make sense. Let's talk about restorative movement. And we'll talk about cardio last, all right, because it's not the most important thing, even though you might think it is. It's not as important as you think it is. So uh, restorative movement. What do I mean by that? This is low intensity exercise. This is walking, not mall walking, not power walking, like go outside, grab your dog, put your kids in a stroller, grab a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, grab a neighbor, take a stroll outside around your neighborhood or listen to a podcast and just stroll just take a little little cruise around the neighborhood nice and easy. Start for 30 minutes and try to do that consistently for as many days as you can. And I guarantee you after a week, maybe two of doing that, you will feel like a new person. <laughs> Going outside and walking in nature is one of the best ways to lower cortisol, to lower your stress hormones. Yesterday, one of the girls in my program asked me, how do we lower stress when we can't get stress out of our lives? Man, what an amazing question. What an amazing point because she's right. Stress isn't going anywhere. Like, (laughs) think about all the things that stress you out. Um, Money, people, your spouse, your kids, your job. Can you get rid of any of those things? No, you cannot. They are all going to be in your life every day. So what you have to do is not seek to get rid of the things that stress you out, but find a better way to manage them. Be proactive in managing stress by doing things like leisure walking. That's what we call it. Just get outside and and take a walk around the neighborhood for 30 minutes. Um, Work your way up to 10,000 steps a day, etc. That is how you kind of offset the damage being done by your everyday life. And I don't don't know that people in other countries struggle with this the way that we do here in the U.S. I think our culture, our lifestyles, it is just set up to be go, go, go all the time. 
we all have this insane work ethic where we pride ourselves on being busy and doing more and saying yes. And we are taking absolutely no time to be proactive in managing our stress levels. Our bodies are constantly in a sympathetic dominant state where we're in that flight or fight mode all the time. And we don't know what it feels like to slow down or sit down and breathe and just chill. So that's what I'm talking about here. Yes, you need you need the, the weight training and, and you need to challenge your body. But equally as important is the low intensity restorative movement where you are just being present in your own body. You're breathing. You're, you're helping you activate that parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest system in your body where your heart rate starts to, to, to lower and your, your breathing starts to become more even and you can breathe deeper and, you know, everything just kind of calms down. And that's going to feel very strange for some of you because you don't do that. And so you might actually feel at first like taking a walk makes you more anxious. Doing yoga makes you more anxious. And so I know because I'm this type of person too, I'm this like type A, go, 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 uh, need to be doing all the things. Don't, I don't have time to relax. <laughs> when I first started walking and doing yoga, I felt the same way. And that's just resistance. That's just you. It's just new. Okay. So just know that if you don't feel immediately blissed out, just hang on, keep trying it, give it like a week or two. And I think you'll start to get there. And the beautiful thing about yoga is that it is it's just as good for you as those nice walks outside. Um, and you don't have to be great at yoga to start. Everyone has this idea in their head that, oh, I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. Oh, I'm not super bendy and I'm not a size two. So I can't do yoga because those are the people that do yoga. It's those really skinny girls that can like fold themselves into a pretzel. That's not yoga. Okay. Yoga is you coming back to yourself. And I'm in yoga teacher training right now. And this has been the biggest mind-blowing revelation to me is that that is the definition of yoga. It's union between you and just, it, it's basically like coming home to your body. It's reconnecting to yourself and to your body. It is not about, like I said, like folding yourself into a pretzel or being the most flexible or doing the most crazy pose or doing headstands. None of that matters. What matters is that you take time to slow down and breathe and feel your body and, and start to get connected with what it really needs. And it doesn't always need the most intense, most crazy, most challenging thing. And I think for a lot of us, like that's where we like to go. That's our happy place. And we feel super accomplished and energized by that. But there's so much benefit to the flip side of that and, and learning to be just as happy and blissed out by yoga and walking as you are by getting in the gym and crushing a hard workout. All right, we need a little of both. So let's talk about the middle ground. We've talked about um, resistance training. We've talked about restorative movement. Now, where does cardio fit in? What about that kind of moderate intensity, um, long distance aerobic training? Is it bad? Is it good for fat loss? Should we do it? How much? Yes or no? Here's the thing. With cardio, I have a few principles. The first one is minimum effective dose. More is not better. Our bodies adapt faster to cardio exercise than they do to weight training. It's the cool thing about weight training. Um, and the thing with cardio too is as soon as you stop, 
you stop burning calories. With weight training, you continue to burn calories at an elevated rate even after you stop the workout. So the weight training kind of keeps working for you in the next 12 to 24, et cetera, hours after you've left the gym just because of the hormonal response that training with weights generates in the body. Cardio doesn't do that. Um, So cardio is burning calories right now while you're doing it and your body adapts to it really fast. You know that if you've ever done one of these like couch to 5k programs where you started not being able to run for 30 seconds without feeling like you were dying. Totally been there. And then, oh my gosh, in a couple weeks, you're like, wow, I just ran a mile and I didn't stop. Yeah. And that's how fast your body adapts to cardio. It's really cool, but it can also work against you because eventually you just have to keep adding more and more and more and more to get the same effect. And it stops being effective. You, you're you just doing more for the sake of more. And in addition to all this now time that you're spending doing all this cardio, you're also getting some negative side effects like elevated hunger hormones and elevated stress hormones. So all this cardio, while you might look at the number on your on your tracker and like, well, I just burned a thousand calories. How could that be a bad thing? Well, it's not a good thing if it elevates your stress levels and it also makes you hungrier and hungrier for the wrong types of foods later. So then it starts to become counterproductive. So that's why, again, I say with cardio, less is more. Do the minimum effective dose to get results. For most women, in my experience with the women that I've worked with in my career, I think a really smart place to start is maybe like two cardio sessions a week. And for some of you, you're freaking out right now because you're like, what? I run five days a week. How dare you tell me to do two? I would die. Okay. Again, I'm like talking general here. I'm, I obviously can't know everybody that's listening to this podcast and make specific individual recommendations. But if you space things out, which is what I'm about to teach you how to do, a little bit of that kind of moderate intensity aerobic cardio, maybe twice a week, is a really happy, balanced place to be where you're getting enough to have, you know, the health and heart benefits of doing cardiovascular exercise, but you're not doing so much that you're starting to kind of make yourself more hungry, stress out your body, start wearing on your joints, etc. So um, maybe around two hours a week. Okay, see how you do. If, if you can get results doing that, then why are you doing more? Okay, more isn't always better. It's just more. And with cardio, actually, what I like to do is I prefer to do short, intense cardio called high intensity interval training. So if you're someone who is a little more intermediate to advanced in your fitness, HIT training is a really great next step for you. If you're just doing aerobic cardio, like running, cycling, doing like group exercise classes, shortening your cardio to 20 to 30 minutes and doing short bursts of max effort followed by recovery is a total game changer for changing the shape of your body, improving your body composition. And also it makes the the long distance steady state cardio feel easier training in that anaerobic zone is going to make your regular cardio feel like this is not even hard anymore. This is so easy. I am super fit. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I love HIT because it makes regular cardio feel so much easier. I actually don't like cardio at all um, until I found HIT, of course. And then there's even a really cool way that you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. You can do your cardio with 
weights. And this is something that we're doing right now in my Fat Loss Lifestyle School program this week. I'm introducing the ladies to these circuit workouts where they're using dumbbells, they're using body weight, maybe they're using um, a barbell, not super heavy. You know, I think the weight that I used in one of the workouts, it was like a 35 pound or 40 pound barbell. So we're not going crazy. It's not CrossFit, but you do, you know, four exercises in like a loop. And then you do 10 of one exercise, 10 of another exercise, 10 of another exercise, 10 of another exercise. And you just keep repeating that loop until 20 minutes is up. And you do it rest-based training style. So you're doing it to get a cardio effect in your body. You're going to be breathless. You're going to be like have, have burning in your muscles. You're going to need to stop and rest. It feels like cardio, but you're not on a treadmill, okay? You're getting the benefits of weight training and you're getting the benefits of cardio training combined in one 20 to 30 minute workout. So if you're a busy woman and you do not have time to be like, oh, I got to go do an hour of strength training and an hour of cardio, these little circuits are really something you should be looking at and considering. And the other cool thing is you can do these at home. You can order a couple pairs of dumbbells right now on amazon.com. Prime it, baby. It'll be on your doorstep tomorrow night. Get a couple sets of dumbbells and and put together a really simple circuit. I have lots of these on my Instagram feed or you can find them online and start training smarter, not just more. Combine the weights and the cardio get breathless, get burning in your muscles, choose weights that are heavy enough to give you this kind of metabolic effect. There's that word I love. Um, And start to generate heat in the body. So you'll start to get hot and sweaty pretty fast. Those are four signs, breathless, burning, heavy, and heat, that you are starting to do a fat burning workout and you are not spinning your wheels, wasting your time, doing a circus workout with, uh, you know, personal trainer dude who has you, you know, doing his obstacle course. All right. You're not going to get breathless, burning, heavy and heat from a random boot camp with an agility ladder. Hopefully that answers all your questions about cardio. And you're now starting to think about, huh, okay, maybe I'm doing a little too more, too much. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Um, You got to kind of find the sweet spot. And I think the important thing in all of this is to have a goal have an actual goal and understand that, um, you know, if you want to be great at endurance, if you want to run a half marathon, that's your goal. If you want to change the shape of your body and get leaner and more toned and more athletic looking, you want to focus on the things I'm talking about in this podcast. You want to focus on building strength. You want to focus on getting your stress hormones dialed in. And you want to focus on doing just enough cardio to, to help you get results and, and to keep you you know feeling good and get that little cardio high without pushing it too far. So it's really those three things. Strength, restore, cardio, minimum effective dose with cardio. Now here is how I put these together. I stopped trying to cram everything into seven days. This was genius. And I learned this from a personal trainer that I worked with within the past year here in Chapel Hill. Um, He would have me, we we did kind of a, a rotation where one day we would do push exercises like bench press, overhead press, leg press, et cetera. Um, so we're doing pushing movements. And then that would be pretty much full body. Like we do some leg movements. We do some, it was mostly upper body, but um, all pushing. Then our next session would be all pulling. So we're doing rows. We're doing, um, you know, any type of pull motions, lat pull downs, assisted pull ups, etc. Then our next session would be all legs. 
So that would be maybe squats. That would be deadlifts, leg extensions, lunges. Um, gosh, I forget all the things he made me do, but just purely legs. And as a woman, that's probably something that you want to incorporate into your week is a lot of really focused leg training because we do tend to, a lot of us, we store most of our fat in our butt, hips, and thighs. So really kind of hitting that part of the body with challenging weight is really going to help change the shape, tighten things up. And this is a very kind of heavily muscled part of our bodies as it is. So you might not see a huge change in, um, uh, what do I want to say? inches because there's there's a lot of muscle there so you can tighten things up you can lose weight you can make this part of your body look better but just keep in mind like you know the legs hips and butt there's a lot of muscle and a lot of big strong muscle there so depending on your body type and and how you respond to weight training um, that might be something you really need to focus in on but you can also push that too far and you can also overdo it and just kind of start adding bulk to those areas of the body and then you have a huge issue trying to find clothes that fit. And yeah, so it, it can kind of go both ways. It's, a, it's just about finding the sweet spot and finding what works for your body. And the only person that can tell you this is you. And it just comes from experience. But getting into this idea of a rotation versus I have to cram every single thing into a seven-day period into a traditional week, that made me crazy. And th- I very rarely pulled that off. So what I started doing instead was... I started thinking about it like a cycle and okay, uh, today I'm going to do a strength workout and then tomorrow I'm going to walk and do some yoga and then the day after that I'm going to do some cardio, like maybe I'll, I'll run sprints. Okay, cool. So the day after I run sprints, my legs feel pretty smashed. Let's do upper body. It's time for strength again. Next day, we're going to do some yoga. We're going to do some walking. And then the next time I train again, then it's time for cardio. Maybe I will, you know, run three or four miles of intervals doing like one minute running, one minute walking. Cool. So you see what I'm saying? It's just these three things and you just keep repeating them. And it doesn't really matter what day they happen on. It's not like your body knows. It doesn't need to be on the same day every week. And you don't need to cram all of this into every single week. Just let it happen and let it flow and do the next thing. Do your strength workout and then do the next thing. Walk or do yoga, then do the next thing. A little bit of hit cardio. Do the next thing. Back to strength. That should make it much easier for you to incorporate these three styles of training for body change into your lifestyle, into your busy schedule. And again, the beautiful thing is that I I do not think any of these things take a full hour. And, And maybe a yoga class. There you go. That might take an hour. But everything else, you know, the strength training and the cardio sessions, those can be done in 30 to 45 minutes. If you're doing it right, you've work, you're working with somebody that knows what they're doing and you're doing the right kind of training, you don't need to be there for an hour, 90 minutes, two hours. Totally unnecessary and probably pushing you further into that sympathetic dominant state, flight or fight, elevated stress, elevated hunger, not recovering, not sleeping, resting heart rate going up. Um, so these are some things that I can talk about in another podcast on overtraining, which is a huge like passion of mine is making sure that um, we're all being really smart and not hurting ourselves with too much exercise. Um, but we'll cover that in another, in another episode. So just to recap, what moves the dial for female body change and female fat loss? Well, not all exercise changes the shape of the body. 
So you want to make sure that you're focusing on the things that move the dial, like resistance training, sets and reps, doing compound movements like squats, deadlifts, presses, and pulls, a little bit of isolation work because who doesn't love a great set of arms, right? And then also balancing that out with some restorative movement like walking, like yoga. And keep in mind too, I didn't say this earlier, but I should have. Walking is an exercise. Walking is just movement. This is how humans were designed to move. So we need to be doing this every day anyways, just because it's it's good for us. And um, I think you're going to find a huge change in how your body feels and, and how well you sleep and, and just kind of your overall state of, of being present and being calm is, is really going to, um, it, it's going to be much easier to kind of find that place when you're spending time managing your stress by walking and doing some yoga. Um, and then lastly, a little bit of cardio. Don't need too much, just enough to get you the results. Get in, get out, quick and dirty is the way to go. So I hope you like this episode. I would love to know what feedback you have. And I know a lot of you right now, you're asking, what about group exercise classes? I know. Um, that is another episode for another time. But uh, I think that's definitely a conversation that we will have. So let me know what questions you have about training and exercise. And we will hit that in another episode. But for today, that's all I got. We got to the point, we talked about what moves the dial, and hopefully you can use what you've heard in this episode to train smarter, not harder, and more. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Get to the Point podcast. If you have a topic that you want me to cover, shoot me an email or reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Leslie Ann Quillen, and I'm in my Instagram stories and DMs all day long. I would love to hear from you. Get to the Point podcast is for women like you who want quality content on fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but who don't have an hour to listen to a rambling podcast that never gets to the point. So I appreciate you for being here, and I would love to cover the topics that you care about, so let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks.